This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And uh, Solo Rant, episode 596. And uh, apparently... I think you can well, – I'm trying to do this thing where if you can, like, upload questions to Steven Crowder if you send in a video. So I'm just going to start this podcast with that, and then I'll splice it out. I'm not sure how you're supposed to do it, so I guess I'll try, uh, Mr. Crowder. I think your show is hilarious. Uh, my question is, is, well, one, will you come on my podcast? I'm not going to be a bum and invite myself onto yours. So will you come on to mine uh, and discuss censorship with me? Uh, I was booted off of YouTube on August 29th, August 30th, 2021. Uh, I interviewed CIA veterans such as Claire Lopez about election fraud, and those are some of my initial strikes. I had on uh, Roger Hodkinson from Cambridge Medical School, or excuse me, Oxford. Oxford? Cambridge? I don't remember which one. Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine. Um, that got me a strike. And then I finally got booted for having on Dr. Peter McCullough, the most published cardiologist in world history, who has testified before the U.S. Senate and has declared that uh, and that Big Pharma is suppressing ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine and other alternative generic safe billions of doses used decades long studied medications. Um, I refuse to bend the knee. Um, so yeah, would you come on my podcast to discuss censorship with me a little about myself? I'm 31 years old. I got into medical school in 2013. I graduated the University of Georgia, magna cum laude. I published research in aquatic toxicology. I scored in the top four percentile on the MCAT, top one percentile on the PCAT, got accepted to the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine, got accepted to the Lake Erie College of Medicine Pharmacy School, a satellite campus in Florida, lost a sibling to suicide a couple months after I graduated, threw myself into a tailspin of several long years of drug use and weight gain, moved home in 2016 after becoming suicidal, spent several years teaching myself Photoshop, that didn't pan out, so I started a podcast after I almost died from an accidental uh, uh, prescription interaction. Um, And I started this podcast above my parents' garage, and we are coming up on two years this December. Done. This is episode 596, and uh, it's making me a little bit of money. I have my own apartment now. I've upgraded to some better studio-quality shit. Um, but it's a one-man show. I don't have a scheduler. I don't have someone that gets me guests. I don't have someone that edits it. I don't have anyone that uploads it. It's 100% on me, and full disclosure, I wouldn't have it any other way. Some of the people I've interviewed include Charlie Duke, the 10th man to walk on the moon, and one of four men alive in the world who have walked on the moon, Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine. 
Dr. Ken Alabek, the first deputy director of the Soviet Union's bioweapon program, largest intelligence coup of the Cold War, affected the United States in 1992. Howard Bloom, Michael Jackson's publicist, who's been on Joe Rogan. Um, Mike Durant, the quote-unquote Black Hawk Down pilot. Uh, Ed Morales of the FBI firefight. I found on Lawrence Burns, the uh, one of the fathers of autonomous driving. And um, I've had on a lot, lot more. And uh, yeah, so I'd really, really, really like to have you on my podcast to talk about censorship because I'm permanently banned from YouTube. I've lost about 99% of my viewership and I'm on Rumble with a whopping 437 subscribers and BitChute with an even more intimidating 201 subscribers and on Odyssey with a real, real uh, Leviathan subscriber count of, I think I'm at 50, 50 subscribers. So, um, I had someone ask today, why do you still do this? Your most recent episode has 12 views. To which my answer was, because I don't fucking quit. And um, so I think that's about as long as the video as I will I'll upload to Crowder's website. And uh, we'll just ride that directly into the podcast. Today is a solo rant. And uh, unlike most solo rants where I kind of have a topic that's that I'm itching to talk about, I don't have one today. So I'm just kind of juggling as I go and not really sure how I'm going to do this. Mike Durant running for U.S. Senate. Um, so that's cool in the state of Alabama. Um, it's cool to see, I guess, uh, military men stepping up more, just like Joe Kent. Uh, I wish Tim Kennedy would. I wish Jocko Willink would. Uh, Andy Stumpf, I think it would be cool. I just... It seems like there's a lot of horse shit going on right now. Elections don't seem to be too uh, genuine or authentic. And it's, you know, it kind of seems like everything's coming home. We, You know, you always grow up hearing about everything. It kind of seems like it's on TV. And who knows? It might just be that I'm 31 and this is what every 31-year-old experiences and not necessarily anything to do with the times. But let's just take the, the, the possibility that it does have something to do with the times. Because if it was just based on the progression of my aging and the, I guess the evolving lenses through which I evolve, it, the evolving lenses through which I see reality, there would really be nothing to discuss. It would just be the aging process, which is I'm not a biogerontologist, and I don't think any of you are either. But if it is something to do with specifically the United States in the year 2021, it seems like more of it's coming home, right? whether it's supply line shortages, which I get, a pandemic, uh, inflation, which I also understand Trump published, not published, printed what, four or eight trillion of those dollars? He's not he's not getting off scot-free. But if anything, it seems like maybe the plus side to things being so seemingly fucked right now is that more people are kind of getting involved and you see guys like Mike Durant or Joe Kent running. Um because I, I, it's a weird, I mean, it's almost like a cellular process, right? I mean, like molecular biology, cellular biology, whatever you, you call it, the former, if you want to sound smarter, call it the latter, if you be yourself, cellular biology, molecular physiology, cellular biology, there are all these weird feedback systems. And it's all, that's kind of one thing you, that's kind of one of the weird things you, that I, I guess, that was probably the biggest realization for me in cellular biology. It's like, it's a beautiful, like, last class you take 
for pre-med. Like you don't need it for the MCAT. It's everything else leads up to it. Anatomy, physiology, organic chemistry, general chemistry, physics. It all leads up to cellular biology. So C-Bio 3400. And it's this beautiful like season finale of pre-med of everything you've been studying. And the oddest thing is like, it's like you're finally down at the cellular level. Like you've learned how the whole body works, how organ systems work, how organs work, how tissues work, how, you know, subsets of cells work. You've learned about how atoms interact with each other. You've learned about physics. You've done the math classes or failed them like myself. And then it's finally, you got all the pieces Right? It's like playing a video game and you do all the side missions first. You upgrade all the weapons, get all the silencers and the scopes and the skills and the gear and the skins and everything. And then you go and do the campaign and you just kick the shit out of it. Which is what I'm doing with Far Cry 6 right now. Which, I don't know how Far Cry 6 managed to go backwards. The ballistics are worse. You can't see the bullets. Go, you can't see the bullets. The bullets don't drop. There's no bullet drop. You can't see them arc. Far Cry 5, you shoot out into a lake. No matter how far you went, you could see them splash. You can't... You have to be, like, next to... It's Far Cry 6, I've said it before. Far Cry 6 should have been Just Cause 4. Not Far Cry 6. If it was Just Cause 4, it would have replaced the bastard that is Just Cause 4. Point being, cellular biology. The weird thing is, is when you finally get down to the cellular level is you realize like there's no one running it. Like the the semantics of all these classes leading up to it is always like, you know, the pancreas detects this or, you know, the body understands that this is happening. So it does this. It raises the temperature. You have interleukins and interferons and, and what was it, prostaglandins and, 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 and endogenous and kephalines and exogenous and kephalines and all this shit. And you always kind of, you get, you get this mindset of like, at least I did, who, who, maybe no one else had this mindset and it's just me. It'd be like if someone's like, you know how you believe in Santa until you're 45 and then you fight and everyone's like, no. So this might just be, every other pre-med kid out there might be like, the fuck are you talking about, you moron? But for me, it kind of... It was like, how do I word this? It kind of felt like there was a top-down control, right? Like, like it's a communist system, but like it works, right? It's like this top-down big brother controls and allocates resources from here to here, you know, rest and digest, fight or flight, doing this and, and, and moving here and th doing this and repairing this and then, you know, polymerases and transcriptases and codons and exons and you're going here and you're moving this here and apoptosis and you're restricting blood flow from there and you're releasing this here and you're going into this here and it kind of it always to me at least felt like there was this top-down control with cellular biology you get into it and you realize that there is no control it's all just like molecules bumping around. And through natural selection, the most probable thing happens and the thing that is able to reproduce happens, right? That is natural selection. Probably the best thing that ever kind of 
the best analogy I ever read that made me truly understand natural selection, because it's always like, how the fuck does nature know? And then actually this kind of goes into it, like cellular biology, you know, learning about natural selection. Like I, I was never really, I've never, not never really, I never bought into creationism. I, I do believe in God, but I never bought into, I, I look at God as more as like a pushed a domino and it's just watching is I was always like, well, how does, how does something, how does something know to evolve? And then how does it do it? The best analogy I ever heard in, in college, again, probably something I should have heard earlier is like, like a giraffe. Let's say there's like a hundred giraffes and for whatever reason, they all move into a new area and the trees are just like six inches higher. And one of the giraffes just happens to have a longer neck through whatever reason, genetic mutation, an injury. I don't know. I'm imagining like a comical, like it's like stretched out, like some Tom and Jerry shit. For whatever reason, one of them just has a longer neck. That one gets the food and no one else gets it. And so he gets it and eats it. And all the other ones will one, get weaker and start to physically die. And two, he's the only one that can provide for the females. So he's able to one, he is stronger, so he could physically just fuck up the other males. But two, if he does mate and has kids, he's the only one that can provide food. Whereas let's say the other ones manage to mate, but they can't provide food. The kids die off. And whereas the one with the long neck is having the ones and the kids grow up, there's no top-down control. It's just now there's more of these ones. And so the next generation, there's like four of them with longer necks. And then they do it again, and they all have kids because they can get food. And then they have longer necks. And then you go by, by a thousand generations, and, oh, this is when the giraffe neck extended this much during this, you know, you know, biologic era, whatever, you know, it, like a hundred million years or something. And you realize there's, it was just, it, there was no top-down control. It's just kind of how it happened. Like, like a coin sorter when you're little and you dump coins into the thing and there's like the slot for the quarter, the penny, the nickel, the dime. Granted, that's design, so that's not really working, but it's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's kind of like that. It's like the things just go where they go, and that's what happens, which was, that was just the most, scratch that whole coin sorter analogy. That was terrible. Shame on you, Tommy. That was truly some lowbrow. That was eating glue behind a dumpster retardation. That's fucking sticky fingers and a Capri Sun in your backpack retard. But with cellular biology, it's, that's what you kind of realized is, you're like, oh, Oh, so when the islet of Langerhans detects increased glucose, so it releases insulin, and then you realize, no, but what it really is is like a higher glucose concentration may, means there's a there's a, a greater disparity in in concentrations, so it it presses in more, and it permeates the cell wall, and when all these glucose molecules come, they basically to, to dumb it down, it's like they maybe land on more receptors and there's the receptors are like keys and they release, you know, after a certain number are clicked, like more insulin releases. And you realize it's all just this, these, this domino, uh, 
what is it, uh, Rube Goldberg device. It's kind of just these weird, and you're like, oh, no one's watching it. Or like, no one's controlling it, right? It's kind of like the free market. It's like, well, how did, you know, for instance, uh, like I have, a, I, have a, I have a gun safe for the podcast. I'm in Maryland. You know, how come I was able to get it at this Home Depot? Well, someone somewhere, it wasn't a top-down control. It was a company that went, hey, the amount of money we can make from selling this safe uh, exceeds the amount of money it costs to start shipping them to a Home Depot in Maryland, so let's do it. And then when that doesn't work, it kind of atrophies, like uh, um, Howard Bloom talking about in Global Brain, kind of, you know, to he who hath will be given everything, and to he who he hath not, uh, even what he doesn't have will be taken. Basically how nature kind of just always provides for that which has and takes away from that which does not. It's all about pushing like this weird vein through the course that works, right? Like dumping water onto like a pile of rocks. Like it finds its way to the bottom. And that's kind of what cellular biology was. Is like you just realize like everything was happening, but there was no like top-down control. Like, not one cell was like, hey, are we sending proteins to here? Hey, what are those polysaccharides doing? Are those proteoglycans and glycoproteins? There's two of them. They have the same fucking name. I hated it. But, it, like, nothing's controlling it. Now, it gets different. But even then, it's like, well, is it different? Because, okay, well, what about when, like... I go to a doctor and a doctor is like, hey, you have this problem. You need to start taking this medication. Then there is top-down control, but we are made up of all of the cells that have no top-down control. It's just shit bouncing around. And it really, it really is just... Yet here we are. Like, here we are. And, and it does work. Like I eat and I digest it, and it and it does it. It's it's the weirdest thing that truly, like the most complex, the most efficient, the most uh, uh, yeah, power efficient, energy efficient, uh, uh, power projecting, self replicating survivability, exploratory system ever devised, life, which in some cases is human who goes across all the continents, but, you know, not even just humans, including like sharks under the ocean or birds in the air. There's no like top that it really is just there's like there's no one controlling physics, right? It's like it's like the hydrophobic effect right? Where things, you know, resist water. And then you realize there is no such thing as hydrophobia. It's actually, they have more of an attraction to like, uh, like particles or molecules than they do water. So they all band together. It's not that they hate water. It's just the illusion that there's hydrophobia. But the reality is, is they just stick more together. You know, it's like, You know, it's like I went to a med school interview and I and I saw another kid with a bulldog shirt on. Uh, his name's Obi, who's he's a physician now. He's one of the smartest kids I've ever met. But we were both at the at Miami uh, in 
because I'm fucking like autistic and can remember these dates. On October 4th, 2013, we were both interviewing at University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. And like he was wearing like a bulldog shirt. Like I, like I think I saw it under his collared shirt. And I went up to him and was like, oh, you go to UGA? He's like, yeah, yeah. And we had UGA is a huge school. We had never met, but we had taken all obviously all the same courses, all the same teachers, and we knew some people. It's not that like I hated everyone else there, right? It was, it was just like, oh, I there's another guy with a bulldog shirt, so I went and sat next to him. You know, it's uh, you you know drop me into a subway in Moscow, and there's someone else talking English, and he's really trying hard with Russian. And then I see, and it's not that I hate all the other Russians. I'm like, oh, here's a fucking guy that talks. And we just kind of pair up. Now you could say there's the hydrophobic effect, dude. There's the, the, the Russophobic effect, but it's not that. It's just that we, we understood each other better. So there are all these things that happen that just, they're illusory. And there's really knowing or no one or nothing controlling it. Right? Like planets coalescing was because of just accretion disks, all the, you know, the the early plant. I mean, even then, well, let's take a step back. How did the stars form? Well, if it, that was like another thing I remember learning in physics was like, I always just viewed stars and planets differently. I was like, there's the sun and it's the hot ball of gas and it's the light switch and it provides the heat. Okay. And then there's the planet and that's where there are clouds and turtles and shit. It's, it's a true astonishment that I got into medical school, but... Or as my little brother says, Tom, I don't respect you more or think more highly of you because you got into medical school. Instead, I have less respect for the field of medicine knowing that you got in there. Shout out, little brother, you fucking douche. But <clears throat> he's not littler than me. He's taller than me. He's a tall, handsome motherfucker with a beautiful fiance and an awesome dog. And fuck you. I love you, but fuck you. But then you learn, like, what stars really are. And you're like, stars are just bigger planets. And they got so big that the the amount of mass coalescing onto itself couldn't support it. It's building a skyscraper so tall that it collapses on itself. And so you find a pile of rubble around a bunch of other skyscrapers. And you go, those are skyscrapers, and here's a pile of rubble. No, it's the same thing. This is just what happens when you do that ad infinitum. And it gets bigger and it collapses under its own weight. So like a star was just, it at some point probably was just this sort of kind of rocky molten thing, but it got so big that it compressed itself and it went underwent nuclear fusion. So big that the powers of attraction were overcome or powers of attraction were overcame the powers of repulsion. And it wasn't, even then, is that an illusion? Are they really, it's the, is it the power of attraction or is it that everything was so fucking heavy that they're all squished together and... Uh, it'd be like, this is a bit of an odd analogy, but it'd be like if, like, you know how, like, I think it's, like, special forces or even, like, camping, like, if you find yourself in a dire situation and, like, hypothermia gets set in, like, you're supposed to strip down and sort of spoon each other. Like, if there's, like, five of you, you're supposed to all spoon because it's the, you minimize the amount of surface heat and you're in, in thus collecting your, your, your body heat. But it'd be like if so many of us were spooning that the weight started to compress us and you start to be forced into any which way that there was unused space and eventually that would lead to dicks and asses, intercourse, 
And even though me and all my friends are heterosexual, eventually, with enough people and enough weight, your homophobia would be overcome. And then, is it actually overcome by heterosexual... Is, is hetero, excuse me, no. Heterosexuality would be surpassed by... or vice. You get what I'm saying? And then you would say that, well, is that really even happening? Because no, it's actually just the forces pushing down on it. So it's not even really that the, the forces of attraction overtake the forces of repulsion. It's just that there's push so far together that you when you get when you have an airline bag and you're packing it full of shit and you're like you know i need like friends and you're stepping on it and you're like come on we just got to get all of it out right it's like dad you know when we're putting together a duffel bag to go up to the camp when we're little and so we're all pushing on it and then you push it together and then you know it's like two people or one person on each side are pushing the duffel bag together and then the guy in the center grabs the fucking the clip and goes and he goes, okay, I got it. And you can let go, and it goes taut, but it stays. That clip could never reach each other because the power of all the clothes and shit pushing out overcome the power of the clip. But once you get it all together close enough to where you can clip, then you can let go, and that clip actually holds on to everything that was pushing out. So it's this weird sort of like physical... And physical, and not, not the sense of just like the body, I mean, in the sense of physics, right? Biology, biological, chemistry, chemical, physics, physical. It's like this physical fake it till you make it type thing. And so like with stars, it was it's just that they get pushed together so much that eventually the power of fusion overcomes the power of, uh, I guess, repulsion, right? It's the, right, the early atomic bomb, the first atomic bomb, Trinity at Alamogordo, New Mexico at 5.45 in the morning on July 16th, 1945. That was fission, right? Same with uh, Little Boy and Fat Man over Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Or was that was Fat Man? I think Fat Man was Hiroshima. Little Boy was Nagasaki. I think Fat Man was Nagasaki. Little Boy was Hiroshima. August 6th, 1945. August 9th, 1945. I was born on August 7th, 1945 little upset at my mom that she couldn't have pushed me out a day earlier or a couple days later. That would have been a cool birthday to have. Let's call it what it is. But <clears throat> to explain that for some future asshole taking this out of context, my dad's dad was going to be part of the mainland invasion of Japan and he wasn't some special officer. He was cannon fodder. He was, I think, 18 cannon fodder. Would have been absolutely ripped apart by machine guns. Hands down, no questions. Not being negative, it just would have happened. And I wouldn't be here. So it's okay for me to support the dropping of the atomic bomb. Fuck you. But those bombs were fission. Which is you split atoms and the cascading effect of... of, of actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, I realize I probably don't understand that as well as I should. Right? If I truly understood it, I should be able to explain it very well. That's how I can explain other things is because I understand them well and so I can make simple everyday analogies. Right? I have yet, a side note, I have yet to have someone explain to me Bitcoin or blockchain in a dumbed down version. I've had people say, so it's this and then, you know, when you do this and it's and I'm not saying they don't know what they're talking about, but I've had people explain like NFTs to me and they're like, it's, you know, it's kind of weird, but it's like when this and no, 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 no. You should be able to explain it to a five-year-old. 
What's the point of doing podcasts every day, even when they're not necessarily getting a lot of views? Well, it's like if you were to get on a skateboard or a, a scooter or whatever and slide down. If it's snowing outside and it's a snow day and you get on a sled at the top of a hill and you slide down it versus if you just walked down the snowy hill, if you took a stick and just poked a hole in the ground and then moved it forward half an inch and poked a hole in the ground and then not even half an inch, a quarter of an inch. So we're not just where you perforated the hill all the way down, but you poked a hole and then you poked another hole so close that they're somewhat overlapping. So the holes overlap. So it then turned into like an oval and then a longer oval. And then you poked all the way down the hill and made a long line that would take your entire day, if not more. Versus if you get on a sled and fly down the hill and just stick a put a stick in the snow next to you as you're flying down the hill, it drags the whole thing out like that. They're easier, they're right, there's two ways to skin a cat. I do the podcast every day, and although it may seem like I'm poking a hole, I'm, over time, I'm sledding down the, the, the hill of time, the four-dimensional hill of time, and I'm pulling a long streak in it, and that is building up a library of my podcasts. Now, where does it go when I get to the bottom? I haven't figured that out yet. But there are ways you should be able to explain things simply, right? Like natural selection, cellular biology, proteins bumping around with a giraffe, right? So, or, or even simpler terms, um, what's a good app, right? Um, fucking you'd say, you know, how come people download the Instagram app as opposed to the web browser app? Well, you use the web browser, you're accidentally highlighting shit, and it's copy and search and look up and paste, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And then you get an app, and it's just nice, clean buttons with a strong and a, and a sexy, smooth user interface, UI, what was it, UIX, user interface slash user experience, and it's got things, and you don't need to worry about highlighting it or accidentally opening a new tab, and it's just, it's this smooth, fluid thing. So more people use it, and less people use the browser, and then more people share links within the app that you can't open on the browser. You know, would you like to open in the Instagram app? More and more people use that, less and less people use that, and then the browser stops getting updates because they want to put their resources towards the things that are being used, so more people get the app, and now you have 50 million app downloads, or 100 million, or whatever, probably in the billions now. I've never had anyone explain NFTs, cryptocurrency, or blockchain to me in a way that is broken down like that. Back to the fission bombs, I realize I don't understand fission as well as I should. Um, point is, is fission is splitting apart, fusion is joined. All that was not important. Back to the stars. It collapses down to where it does just create a star. And then one of the byproducts of that is energy escaping in the form of light. Maybe it escapes as a shockwave right? That's acoustic energy. Maybe it escapes as a rumble, right? And it's the, like, that's kind of acoustic, right? Because it's physically going off. Maybe it comes across as heat, right? Heat waste energy. You can't really overcome it. Closest you can get is a Carnot engine, C-A-R-N-O-T, which is, I think is 49%, but you can't get anywhere close to that with anything practical. One of the, off, one of the byproducts is light. And so what beforehand was these different things, there is a sun and it releases the light and the heat. And then there's this, there's the planet with the clouds and the turtles. You actually start to realize, right? There are all the skyscrapers and there's the pile of rubble. You actually start to realize they're all the same thing. They're just on different spectrums, right? The butterfly and the caterpillar, the tadpole. 
you go, oh, it's they're not separate. They're the same thing, right? COVID, COVID early on is right, is a, an immune response, or and then later on is an autoimmune. I don't know it well enough, so I can't explain it like a simple analogy. So, like, it would be, I don't know this well enough, but it'd be, I imagine it would be something like cancer, where early on it might be stomach pain, but then it spreads to other organs, so you need to have sort of a very strong, and we got to, you know, we got to start hitting it now with chemo, and then you lose your hair, and without hair, so you're kind of fucking feeling depressed or something, or maybe you're wearing a hat all the time, so now you got a weird tan line. Where'd the tan line come from? Well, it, it started with cancer, but now it's progressed to a tan line, so it may look different, but it's all in the same spectrum. So with physics, it was like, oh, these are... Oh, you go, oh, this the sun and the, the, the planets, you go, oh, this is just the same thing. It's just on a different... And you start to view it differently, not as these distinct separate things, but rather things on a spectrum. It happens again with, with the states of matter, right? Air and water. You start... You go, oh, well, they're... they're they, I don't know why I just... There. That layer. There's the ocean. There's the sky. That This one's air, and this one's the ocean. And you just look at them differently. You, you know, there's this one is where I see the setting sun and the clouds and the and under there is that's where the you know the the turtles and the fucking sharks and the Titanic are. And you just you know there's the ocean and there's the whatever. You just let it go. But then you start to realize, really, they're the same thing. One is just denser, kind of like the stars collapsing. There is a greater concentration here, held down by gravity. And so we get liquid. And then you realize, you learn in physics that that water and air behave, I want to say the exact same, but I, I'm sure there's some exceptions. But they're both identified as fluids. It's just fluid dynamics. That's what it is. Now, because they're denser, they have different things. Like you could use an airplane in the sky versus underwater. You don't really need that system, right? You have subs. And kind of the same thing, then you take an airplane into space and all of a sudden wing surfaces don't matter. You need the, what are they, um, the ver vernier, ver vernier thrusters, the, like, you know, put a 747 in a space, the wings don't matter anymore. You need the little rockets to push it around versus you come back down into the atmosphere. Little rockets aren't going to help so much as a strong wing surface is. And then it kind of, the inverse happens. You go back down into the ocean and it's all about propellers on certain parts just pushing it. Whoever's listening to this has got to think that I've just completely gone. You know, I don't care. I like solo rants. I am trying to do them once a week now. It's a it's a goal of mine that I want to start doing, um, because I think it would be interesting. Like at the beginning of the solo rant, I said like I didn't have. You can tell it's a good one when my face starts to get flushed. Um, I said earlier that I didn't necessarily have a topic to talk about. So I'd only do them when I wanted to, but it kind of makes me think of like, uh, uh, like what David Goggins says, he was like, motivation doesn't last long. Like you can't bank on motivation. Motivation's a good, like motivation's like lighter fluid. Right? It's a great thing to start the fire, but you need to have the consistency of like chopping logs and throwing it on the fire. Even when you don't want to, even when the wood is wet, you still got to do it. That's what keeps the fire going. Or as uh, Mark Manson said in, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um, don't wait for motivation to start working. 
start working and the motivation will come. And I learned that with Photoshop. When I re- when I didn't know what I wanted to make, I'd be like, well, I guess I got to wait till for inspiration. And then I'd realize, no, you just got to start piecing shit together. Start throwing stuff on the iPad. And sometimes you do it for like a couple of weeks and nothing happens. But then one day you're adding this here and you're adding this there and hold up, what if I did this? And then you accidentally use like an overlay effect and you get some cool color and you're like, oh, that's neat. That kind of reminds me of, you know, whatever. You're like, oh, and then that, the Bob Lazar uh, work I did, Roger loves that shirt and I have that hoodie and those pants, but it's one of my, if not my favorite thing I've made is my Bob Lazar uh, blueprint artwork. Um, That originally started as, um, that originally started as, I did a cutout of Jet, and I can find it on my photo library. I could walk you through it. It started as a cutout of uh, JFK. And there was this picture with JFK sitting next to LeMay, and they both had aviators on. And I had made a piece by piece, I mean shitty Photoshop. Right, that's such such a douche word. I made a piece. Uh, This is is an original Kerrigan. No, I made this thing where it was just JFK and he had the glasses and then the reflection I put two like flying saucers and it was like the real reason he was assassinated is because he knew right and um, so that was like years prior and then I kind of went back to that one day because I couldn't think of anything to make so I started doing that and I put like reflections of like and I went through all these different styles and I was like alright and then I was like, maybe I need to do like a dual assassination. And so I had like, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but I had JFK and Marilyn Monroe back to back. And then like on JFK, it was like bloody. And on her side, there was like sleeping pills. And I want to make it like a snowboard type design. And I was like, I'm still just not, mm, just not feeling it. Right. And it's like when you're jerking off and you're like watching porn and you're like, that's uh, sure. But like, it's not. It's not the one I want. I don't know what I want, but I know when I'll see it. I didn't quite feel it. And then I remember I was like, well, let's throw Lazar in there. Let's throw Bob Lazar. So I found like a cool like picture of him and I turned it into like a vector, which is like kind of that like smooth, uh, kind of looks like minimalist art. And then I found one of like an alien gray. Someone made this like a really cool deviant art image of like a, an alien with the big eyes and the little nose and the little mouth. Oh, I've got fucking ingrown hair in my nose. And it hurts like shit. And I took those and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I, <clears throat> for whatever reason, I wanted to try something new. And I remember I overlaid it onto this like high res image of like a, not quite, I don't think burlap's the right word. But maybe it is kind of like a heavy, like a heavy fabric. Maybe burlap is the right word. Um, uh, like or, like a scarecrow mask almost, you know, that kind of like dense. It almost looks like straw. I put it onto like that material and I and I made it look almost like a wanted poster from like the Wild West. Again, I didn't know what I was doing, but I started to do that and I started to get this feeling of like, oh, I something's tugging me in this direction i don't know what it is but you know and this whole thing is this is different than when i would have these kind of these like lightning strikes of inspiration for like a work and i knew exactly what i wanted it to be and like that was like mike tyson punching where his fist is a freight train or the uh the heroin needle and the bubbles inside of it are like the social media icons 
right? Real edgy shit. This is an example of where I, so those could, what I'm just said about those, the Mike Tyson one, um, I did one where Elon Musk is smoking the blunt on Rogan, but instead of the blunt, it's the Falcon heavy rocket and it's like blowing off like smoke and it's taking off. Those are ones that I saw in my mind and just kind of had like a crack of inspiration. Like I knew I wanted to make it like last night I made, um, I was, I was walking back from the gym and I just, it just popped into my head. Uh, Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine and Post Malone. And just like right there, it was like Dr. Dr. Post Malone. And I saw it in my head. And so I I sat down last night and for like 30 minutes made this on my iPhone. (laughs) It's just, it's just Dr. Malone with Post Malone's tats and his his hands and he's holding up the, the peace sign. With this other work, the Lazar work, this is, was one of those examples where I didn't know what I wanted to make. But it's like, how do I say this? It'd be like if you were on a mountain and you were trying to get to a lower altitude. Because you just knew, like, instinctively, you're like, people don't live up here. And I'm trying to get back to civilization. And I don't know where the people are. I don't know where the roads are. But I imagine there will probably be more people if I get lower, if I get down off the mountain. And so like the JFK, Marilyn Monroe work would be like, I had an idea of what I should be doing. I had this image in my mind of what should be, not what is. And so that would be like walking horizontally on the mountain, right? Like me getting into medical school. Like I had this idea of like, I need a, I need to have the white coat and the nice car and the country club and I'll get married and have the kids and then I'll be happy. That was all constructed in my mind of what should be versus what actually makes me happy. And what actually made me happy was eight, eight long years of sort of self-discovery. Uh, first, the two years were just miserable drugs and weight gain followed by years of Photoshop and then the podcast. And now I'm getting closer and closer to it. So you're on the side of the mountain and the Marilyn Monroe JFK work is like, I know there's like a cabin somewhere on this mountain. So let's just stay horizontal. And you're kind of walking, you know, you can imagine like one foot is hitting up higher and the other foot slipping down lower. You're walking on the side of the mountain. I quote unquote knew where I should be going. I had this idea of where I should be going versus finally your gut kicks in and goes, look, I don't know where the road is and I don't know where the trail is and I can't even find like a creek. But I can just with my eyes and with, you know, the molecules inside of my ear, I can feel just, you know, balance that that way is down. Right? There's an, anyone knows that. An animal knows that. A, a, an ant knows that. It's that way's down. Let's at least get down to a lower altitude where it's not as cold and at least we won't die from exposure or we won't die as quickly. So you start walking down and maybe you eventually you find a path, but you're still just going down and down and down until finally kind of gets a little warmer. And then you might see someone else walking around. You can be like, hey, I got fucking stuck on this mountain like I need whatever medical attention. That's what finding these Photoshop works was like. You would sometimes you would know. You would see it in your head instantly. And that was like seeing a cabin on the mountain and going, we need to get to that light now before nightfall and we die from exposure. 
And those are easy because you just, you see it and it's a freebie. You just go, there it is. Now you just got to do it, right? You see the cat, you see the cabin and it's two miles away on the hillside and you see the, the smoke from the fire and the, you know, the lights on inside. You go, that's where it is. We got to travel from here to there. It's going to be cold. Our feet are going to get wet, but that's where we got to go. And so it's easy in the sense that you know what you have to do. You just have to now do it, right? Versus um, the things that you don't know. You're like, I don't know where it is. And we need to make the hard decision to realize that we might find the cabin up here. But if we go the wrong way, we're dead. Versus let's go down the mountain and we might die. But as opposed to dying tonight, if we don't find the cabin we might die in two days because we can get to where there's less snow and less wild animals or something, right? So you make that hard decision to hedge your bet and you start going down the mountain. That's what these Photoshop works were like is you kind of had this feeling of, as opposed to like the Dr. Post Malone thing where you just see it in your head and you're like, well, now I just have to sit down and do it real quick. Like I just, I know what it is. I just have to do it. Right. That was you knew where the treasure was and you just start digging. You go, there it is. There's the thing. And we're going to go down there and get it. Versus like the other works were maybe more like a metal detector where you're like, it's somewhere. It's somewhere right around here. Right. It's the stethoscope up to the side of the gun safe. And you're like, eh, it's getting a little tense there. Click. There it is. Right. So I had these things on this like digital burlap sack and i was like that's i like that something's you know something you feel these little kind of tentacles around me i'm like this this is downhill on the mountain i'm like okay let's start going you know maybe we'll come up to a cliff and we'll have to go fuck we gotta find another way down but it's let's go that way and uh <clears throat> and i was like well i want some like technology on the image right i want maybe like a picture of the ufo and so I got like a picture of the UFO and I did the same thing. I kind of overlaid it onto the burlap sack, like the, like the Wild West wanted poster. And it didn't quite look like the way I wanted it. And I was like, no, that's not it. And cause it was just, it was too simple. It just, you couldn't tell it was a UFO. It was a side angle. It was a detailed side angle. That's the thing with vectorizing images. Vector, I'll, let me pull up an example of a vector. Um, vectorizing images is like, you really are just making like the most simple version of an image. Um, an example would be like, um, like the stick figures on the bathroom, right? Like male and female, like those are like super simplistic vectors, right? Or it's just like a skirt versus like here for everyone watching here is an image of Tupac, right? A vector, a vector is, is this, where it's just super simplistic, but if there's enough, and this is the, this is the important part. If there's enough detail in the image, the vector will be recognizable, right? Now, if I made a vector of me, you might recognize it. If you watch the podcast, if I made a vector of any one of your friends, you might not recognize it. That was a really fucking egotistical thing to say. Vice versa. You might not recognize me, but if I showed you a vector of your mom, you would probably recognize that as your mom, right? You know, who's that? Well, Got to hold it closer to the camera. That's Biggie Smalls, right? 
uh, you know, who's that? That's Eminem. Like, these are things you can look at, right? Ben Franklin, Randy Marsh, Frankenstein, uh, uh, Snoop Dogg. So, Mike Myers. So, the thing with vectors is the more complex, like, higher resolution the image, the more recognizable the vector becomes. Now, again, I wouldn't recognize a vector of, like, your mom, but you might look at it and go, oh, that, that's mom. Or, you know, that's my, that's my first dog. Like, you might recognize that. So I don't, recognizable might not be the best, well, kind of is, but it's high resolution. Now, the lower resolution you get, you can get a low resolution image of a very recognizable person. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Brad Pitt, whatever. But the vector, because the vector simplifies things so much, if you take an already simplified image, Though perhaps of a recognizable figure, the vectorized image might not be recognizable. And I've had that happen before. I could, you know, I wanted to do one of like Eisenhower and I was using like a low resolution image and like you could not tell it was Eisenhower. Okay, maybe not everyone recognizes Eisenhower. With Post Malone, with Justin Bieber, with fucking uh, Miley Cyrus, like you don't necessarily, it doesn't matter how recognizable they are the resolution was low and the vector works on that. And so even with a recognizable person, Barack Obama, you take a low enough resolution image, the vector, it won't, it, it will not be recognizable. So <clears throat> the point is with vectors <clears throat> back to the burlap sack was like the UFO, like Bob Lazar, well, especially at, you know, for all the conspiracy heads like me, you knew beforehand, but, especially after Rogan and Jeremy Corbell's movie, recognized Lazar. And it was also a high-resolution image. Perfect. Um, and Alien Grey, it's kind of that that archaic... I mean, you know, like the skull and crossbones is like, don't go in there, right? It's, it's the, you know, the choking sign, the male and the female in the bathroom sign, you know, you know green go, red stop, kind of these gr- ground into our, like, our our mass psyche, um, we all kind of recognize the gray alien, right? Big eyes, little nose, little mouth. The thing with the UFO was it wasn't a super high-resolution image. Or no, excuse me, it was, but it was so simplistic because that's what the UFO was. It's just this super smooth, almost no-edges, silver disc from the side. You couldn't tell it was a UFO. I mean, you wouldn't have known it was anything. Like, you might have just thought it was an oval. You might have thought it was me just, like, putting an underline. You might have thought it was, like, an underline-type thing for, like, the the images. Like, here's the image, and there's, like, a line under it for some sort of, like, foundation. And I was like, well, fuck. There's a purpose to everything I'm doing. I don't mean that with creating the Photoshop. I mean, with what I'm explaining right now, there's a purpose to it. I was like, that didn't work. So I started getting other images. So I got like a top-down image of the UFO. And there was these really cool, this guy made these um, <clears throat> these uh, these digital renderings of, of, of what Lazar described. And it's, they're on Imgur. You just search them, you know, Bob Lazar, UFO, Imgur. Like it, it's these like super reflective, like super buffed out chrome 
simple discs and they're like in Nevada, right? And it's you're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, that's what it would look like. But it really wasn't translating to the vector very effectively. And I was like, no, like I'm, st I'm still not... I'm still not on board with that 100%. So I got like a top-down view of it. And again, super cool. It's reflective. So it's like reflecting the clouds. And you can see like the military base under it. And you're like, fuck yeah, UFOs. But vectorized, the top-down view just turned into a circle. It's just a circle. Like as you do a vector of Tupac, do a vector of me, you're not going to get every freckle. Like you're going to get very basic kind of like like positioning of nose, like cheekbones. You might get like this line of the necklace and like the microphone. It's very simplistic. And I was like, well, fuck, that's not working either. So what I wanted was I wanted to, I was like, well, I just need images of like technology. Like that's all I need. I just want images of, of technology. And um, I really got to be. Like, really gotta be. But I kinda wanna keep talking about this. I gotta, I, I gotta pee. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back. I'll try to make it quick. Also, so kind of side note, when people ask, like, why don't you just edit those out? <clears throat> there is a limit to file size on Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey. And because I need to streamline these things, think back to the sled going down the hill with the stick, and I need to streamline these things. Um, <clears throat> I, I have to just kind of do, like, the lowest common denominator. YouTube, there was no limit, or the limit was so high, it didn't matter. And so I would screen record, and when I screen record, I would just go into iMovie, and I would edit at the bathroom breaks. With Zoom, a Zoom file is much smaller than a screen recording file. It's more efficient, it's lower quality, but it's also just a lot more efficient. And then, so those two things added together, more efficient and lower quality, leads to a greatly reduced file size. I found that it's about one-tenth to one-fifteenth the size of the file for screen recording. So a three gigabyte video, even I actually know I would say less than a 10th. I would say probably closer to like a hundredth actually. Yeah, no, probably closer to like a hundredth. So a 30, 30 gigabyte file from an hour long podcast screen recorded, it's going to come out to about 300 megabytes on zoom. And, but the catch is, is if you go to iMovie and edit that zoom file i'm too stupid to go deeper something happens where even if you shorten it which is what editing is right you're cutting out stuff even if you shorten it 
there's something that happens to where it's almost like a tamper-proof bag. You, like, fuck it up, and it, the video comes out fine, but the file size jacks up to, like, 10 times the size. So the whole value of the Zoom file is that it's so tiny. If you tweak it, it, it gets huge. And when I'm using these little files to upload onto Odyssey, BitChute, and Rumble, I can't, like, stop and start recording. Even if you do that, because you can stop and start recording during Zoom, you still have two separate video files. You can't upload more than one file, so you have to stitch them together. You stitch them together, the same thing happens. So there's this weird fucking synergistic effect, which didn't matter when I was on YouTube, because I would just edit it out and it didn't matter. But now that I'm limited to file sizes, it does matter. So, like, I had on Hatfill a couple, like, last week. And, um, you know, we took bathroom breaks. And he asked me, he was like, could you edit out the bathroom break? And I was like, yeah, sure. But to do that, I then had to go in and, like, do a screen recording. And then the only way to get this, and the only way to get that iMovie file small enough to upload the bit shoot, I had to move it from 4K to, like, 540p. And so now it looked like a piece of shit, but I got it to where it was like sub three gigabytes so I could upload it. So that's why I don't, uh, that's why I don't edit out bathroom breaks is really because I'm banned from YouTube. It's a very long, <laughs> you know, so like, so why did we, what caused Apollo 13? Well, there's this guy named Gavriel Princip and well, you know, he shot someone and then fast forward and it's so like the gas went out the left side and we realized we couldn't, you know, rendezvous with the LEM. So we had to come back to Earth and it's that's what. Right. And it's so it's this convoluted like, but yes, in short, because I got banned from YouTube, I don't edit out bathroom breaks it is. And that, but that's really what it is. This is just so sorry about that. Not really, but um. That's what it is. I've yet to explain that in 596 episodes. I don't know why I just didn't explain it earlier and made things easier for everybody. But um, anyway, so back to like the burlap sack shit. <coughs> Jesus Christ in heaven. What kind of drugs are you doing, bro? You know, I wish I could say... I was like Hunter S. Thompson. But I'm actually taking a, a, a thing for that ingrown hair to reduce the pimple size so it doesn't hurt as much. But we'll pretend it's acid. So the burlap, <clears throat> the burlap sack thing. So I wanted to find... Like just images of technology. And there's a great there's a great kind of thing about Photoshop is that it's like props in a movie. Like the you know, it doesn't have to be a real missile with a functioning guidance system that's billions of dollars. You can just get like a like a cheap three D printed thing and have someone paint it so it looks the same, right? You don't need to actually be fighting on top of the Empire State Building. You just need to invest in a green screen and like uh, some processing power. And you can get it at a fraction of the cost. Um, you know, you don't need a, a $50,000 sniper rifle in a movie. You can just get a plastic replica, but just add in the sounds of metal and there you go. It's all about 
the stage. It's all about the show, right? It's what you see head on, right? Uh, like a like a constellation. A constellation isn't actually like fucking a thing up in the sky. It's everything is so wide, far apart, but it's the angle you're viewing it at. It appears to be an image. So a cool thing about Photoshop is where like the focus of this work was going to be Lazar's face and the face of a gray alien. And other things were just they were going to pro provide periphery again, like backgrounds, you know, uh, a missile silo in a movie. Like no one's really looking closely to see that it's styrofoam and not, in fact, a multi-million-dollar Atlas missile. But you don't want to just go, well, I can't get an Atlas missile, so let's do nothing. You do the styrofoam thing, and it's just enough that it kind of fills in the periphery to where, like, your mind just it helps suspend disbelief, right? Okay, we're in a movie, we're in a nuclear bunker, we're in a nuclear silo, whatever. With Photoshop, it's it's when you're creating it, you you're you look at it hyper detailed, right? It's like right now you see the image of me and it's the microphone and the camera and the lights working. Like it, it doesn't matter that I have on like old sweatpants. It doesn't take away. I have a clean shirt on and I shaved and I fucking put my hair over and I turn the lights on and I brush my teeth. You don't need to see the fact that I have like two mismatched socks on because that's not what's in the square of, of, of your mind's eye watching this or listening to this, right? And I guess if you're listening to it, then the image wouldn't even matter, right? It, none of it would matter. So it's all about like what's being perceived. Now me, the creator, I might get hyper-focused on uh, that cut on my nose or that, uh, that acne on my chin or the gap between my teeth or how my front right tooth is chipped, right? or um, like a scab over here, or uh, how you can see part of the table back here, it's not perfectly flush with the flag. But what you have to remember is that I'm seeing it because I'm creating it, and so my mind's focused on it, right? It's like when you, it's like when you were embarrassed to wear like a certain pair of, you know, school, I went to a private school, so like uniform pants, you're like, oh, I hate this pair, these are a little tighter. No one else notices. And if you ask your friends, you're like, this, they're like, what are, you, what are you fucking talking about? You know, I'll be like, does this pimple look bad? And to me, it's, I notice it because it's me. Whereas someone else might be like, they're so caught up in their own shit. They look at you and they're like, huh? Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. That's kind of like what Photoshop is, is you have to go, okay. You know, I'm not making like detailed schematic drawings for Boeing to where they are actually going to look at it because this is going to lead to a functional nuclear missile. It's more of the movie prop background. So I finally realized I was because I was getting caught up on it and I was like, I need a, I need a UFO image. I need this silver disc. And then finally I was like, why? Why? The whole focus is Bob Lazar and the alien. Why do I need this? So I went in and I was like, well, why don't I just get like pictures of anything? Just anything that's just kind of, right? It's a, right? It's, it's, it's the hacker. It's the hacker archetype in the movie, right? You don't actually need someone from the NSA going, no, that's not how you breach the firewall. It's, it's all about parallel computing. You've got to do brute force, right? It's, you know, the Diffie-Hellman, uh, you know, uh, one-time pad encryption. You don't need that. The someone like Roger might, might point it out and go bullshit but for all of us other knuckle draggers all you need is the guy with the fucking you know he's got the he's got the hoodie on and he's he's got like skater shoes on and he's just 
He's just typing. I don't want to do it on the actual keyboard because I'll fuck up the podcast. But he's just typing, right? And the images are on the screen. And you're like, we're in. We're into the mainframe. There it is. You know, Hackerman 9000. We're in. Bought you some time. That's why they pay me what they pay me. Jackson, you son of a bitch. It's that shit, but it doesn't actually matter. I was like, well, it doesn't. I just need to get like, I just want, I just need to get like a technological image. So like I went on and I found like a, like a, a detailed cutaway of like a turbo fan, like the fan inside of a jet engine. And, but because it was very detailed, I could, what? If you're listening, then you'll know the answer. I could make a vector of it. And the vector came out very well. You can do, and that's like a cool thing about vectors. If you do a vector of a like, uh, like a draft, like a like an architect or and a draftsman's like sketch, it comes out almost identical because it's it's just simplistic, right? It's all right angles and stuff. So it sounds like someone describing the internet. You know, the internet is a series of tubes. Tommy, what was the turbo fan right? Listen, man, listen, it's right angles and stuff, right? It's the turtle and the clouds on Earth. Like, let's not get into the let's not get into the 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 woods here. So I went and got just like this cutaway of a turbo fan. I just vectorized it and I was like, oh, there we go. And that overlaid onto the the burlap even better. And so there's another thing I didn't go into earlier with like one, turning something into a vector, it already has to be very recognizable and it has to be high resolution. When you then want to take that vector and like put it on something else, you know, I want to superimpose it as a tattoo on someone or I want to make it look like a reflection in a water bottle. You're now going through like another um, uh, watering down, if you will, of the image, right? So if you just wanted to make a vector of of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, or of George Washington, or of of you know uh, fucking Katy Perry, right? Or of the Manhattan skyline. You could get a low-resolution image of that, and you could superimpose it onto something, and you could go multiple, well, like, inception levels in, and you'd still be recognized by a peace sign, right? So, <clears throat> again, the Lazar, Lazar and the Alien were recognizable enough that even when turned to vectors and even when superimposed on this, like, burlap sack where... You know, if they weren't working out, maybe you just wouldn't vectorize them and you would just per- put them on the burlap sack. But the point is, is it was working, right? Something like a crucifix or the American flag. You, like, you can vectorize them, you could put them in different filters, and you could superimpose it onto a pile of gravel. You'd probably still recognize it, right? Like the words help. You can either write help on a high-resolution screen or you can spell it out with rocks on an island and someone in a plane sees it. These very kind of simple things get through. So, <clears throat> not only did the vector of the UFO not really work, even if it did work, it probably wouldn't have come out well in the burlap. So, I made the vector of, like, this, the, the turbo fan. And I was like, oh, there, that, that looks cool. And I was like, oh, I want, I want some more. I want some. And then I start, and you have, you have these realizations when you're making it. You're like, I am looking at it with a hyper-inspective eye because I'm making it. You have to look at it as how, how other people see it, you know. Don't get lost don't lose the was it, lose the forest for the trees. It, it don't don't get too caught up in it, right? It's don't turn down the Super Bowl halftime show offer because uh, you haven't worked out your newest album yet. Like fucking just take it and go. 
So <clears throat> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I don't need it to be super UFO based. I was like, okay, kind of think, think Hacker Man, right? You don't need to actually be showing like NSA software on the screen. You can just take an, like a screenshot from the Matrix and just show the numbers following it. Hacker Man, right? Doesn't matter. It's all about the show. It's all about the appearance, the movie prop. And so I was like, oh, I just need like detailed images of anything. And so like I, I found like a cross section of like a, like a cross section of like a flower. But it was so, it's just nature. It was so like weird and like structural that I think I took one of like, like a, like a, like a slice of like, like some sort of like, it might've been like a flower, but like a microscopic slice and you could see all the cells and like I vectorized that and then it kind of looked like a silicon like like a motherboard, right? And stuff like that, to where it didn't matter, right? The cutaway of the turbofan from a 1970s commercial airliner, you take the hyper you take the hyper detailed schematic of it, you vectorize it, and then it's just like, well, here are all the lines in the fan, and, the, and you can just imagine, right? And then it's evoked by Lazar alien UFO. And you can kind of start to like smudge the edges of reality. You can kind of, you can really start cutting corners. Um, so then I got like a cutaway of like, um, I think I actually went in and got like an image from like Marvel of like uh, the Tony Stark's like the, like the arc reactor in his chest. It was like a, it was like a cutaway of that. And I took that, I found out like a high resolution image of it, like vectorized it. And then it was just, it's just detail, right? It's just like, um, I did, I think I did another one of like, a like a, like a side view of a particle accelerator, right? I mean, really you could go in and just find like the wiring from a 1950 Ford, but if you like framed it in the right way, it just looks super complex. And that's what I was going for. It was just think again, hacker man, 9,000, just have the matrix numbers following. And that evokes the, okay, this is the hacker man, right? You don't need to. You don't need to show an actual saint. You can just show like a guy with like the sun behind him and you can airbrush his skin and put a halo. You're like, good guy. And then you kind of see the guy in the corner with like bags under his eyes and like, a you know, maybe he's just a fucking single dad who's working his hardest, but there's a recession because we outsourced all the jobs. The reality is, though, it evokes evil bad man, right? Think Home Alone, the old guy with the eyes just staring at you. You think psycho. Reality is just a friendly old guy. <clears throat> so I was going in and doing that and so I was just finding all these like these old like like engineering like drawings from like I mean literally like the 60s and 70s from like GE and I was vectorizing all of them and I was like oh this this is perfect this is perfect and I realized I was like I found one and it was like a blueprint of like a they're called submarine or iceberg homes. They're these homes in London, kind of like Manhattan to where, or any populated area where you, densely populated area. So like where they couldn't go up any higher because of building codes and they couldn't go out because just property limits. But there was no like existing code to like underneath. So they would take these houses and let's just imagine you have a square and the house is like a little square in the center of it. What these people are doing, and these are people with hundreds of millions, billions of dollars. What they were doing was, is they were having, um, they were hiring these firms and these firms would go in 
and they would dig out the footprint of the property. So imagine just like your house, wherever you grew up in, right? There's somewhat of a lawn and there's somewhat of a backyard and on the sides, right? Your basement is probably the footprint, if not something a little smaller than like the footprint of like the first floor of your house. What these super rich people are doing is they were taking the footprint of their property and turning that whole thing into a basement. And not only that, they were doing multiple floors of that. So they were taking these homes of already nothing to scoff at, you know, these 10, 20,000 square foot homes. But and I shit you not, they were turning them into like 200,000 square foot homes. They were turning these things into, you know, if you would just put beds in them, you could have turned like a five bed, five bath home into like legitimately like a 50 bed, 50 bath home. But they weren't doing that. They were putting in, and I'm not in some Marxist shit off for it. They were putting in like pools and shooting ranges and garages and movie theaters and uh, bowling alleys and all that shit. <clears throat> but I found like a cool image of one and it was just blueprints from it, right? And like the actual blueprint with like, again, the like the white drawing on like the blue background and there's like a very slight grid. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then I just had this like mental shot of, oh, that is what this Bob Lazar thing would look like. Like, that's what I want to do. And so I, I took, I took all of this and I went from the burlap sack and then I put everything on this blue wallpaper, not wallpaper, blueprint schematic. And I made it all look like this super advanced in-depth schematics. And that became the favorite piece I ever did. Another quick example would be I took Da Vinci. I didn't, and the whole analogy or example I just gave was like 30 minutes. I'll give this one in like 30 seconds. I took Da Vinci and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And so I ended up just taking Da Vinci and like copying, pasting them like the Vitruvian man to where the arms are, all the fingertips are touching each other. And they're at an angle, so it was kind of like the, you know, the monkey, the, what is it, the monkeys, that like the plastic things that like clip to each other. It ended up, I ended up doing them in this weird circle and it created like an eye and then I put like DNA strands behind it. But I didn't know what it was when I was starting out. I was just cutting out Vitruvian Man from, from, a, from, a, I guess, a scanning of, of Da Vinci's notebook. But that led to probably my second favorite thing I ever made was like the Vitruvian man. And it's just like this psychedelic shit. Another one I did was like with a Pharaoh, I just cut out King Tut's face and you can tell how creative I am when I really don't know what to do. I just start copying and pasting it. And it turned into this weird symmetrical thing of, it just looked all look like one solid gold piece. And I kind of kept just extrapolating it. And then I started overlaying like different colors and negatives. So I got those weird kind of like bright, like blues and oranges, you know, like when you take an, an image and you get the negative of it where all the colors are inverse, like the sky is black and your skin's blue. And it started to turn into this really weird psychedelic shit. The point of that is like going down the hill on the, or going downhill on the mountain, you just, you kind of feel this thread pulling at you. And you're like, let's go that way. I don't know where it's going to go, but I feel like I should be going this way. 
And that's what it was. So, <clears throat> in conclusion, that's kind of what these solo rants are. And that's what this solo rant was. Is we started out talking about, you know, people running for Senate. Actually, we started out with Crowder. Um, which moved to nuclear bombs and cellular biology. And in a weird meta way, by describing the process in which I sort of followed the invisible string in the art making process, I ended up doing a podcast that developed into something I didn't see coming. It was a, what a beautiful, like an infinity mirror, a beautiful reflection of itself. But so I'm going to try, try to start doing solo rants once a week because although sometimes I go in and I have the image in my mind and I go, this is what we're talking about today. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun odyssey of, of self-discovery when you have no idea what you're going to talk about and you just start yapping, which clearly I have no problem doing. But yeah. And like Photoshop, sometimes you go down the whole thing and you create it and get to the end and you go, this is fucking shit. That's bound to happen too if it didn't happen today. So, hey, you know, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Take care, everybody. God bless America. Stay safe. Peace. Recording.